climbers like you and I, who are probably at the dinosaur end of the spectrum relative to like a lot of the what young, young kids are getting into this. Yeah. What? <laughs> a guy called me sir on the airplane this morning. It's like twice today. That's true. It's the gray in the beard. I get it. Hey guys, it's All Things Climbing from Blister. This is Luke. I am Dave's younger, taller, handsomer brother, and I produce the show. You're hearing my sultry voice right now instead of Dave's because Dave is with his newborn baby. Russell Graham Alley arrived just last weekend, and I already can't wait to uncle the crap out of that kid. Now, for today's episode, we'll be hearing some interviews that Dave recorded at the Winter Outdoor Retailer here in Denver. OR is the major North American trade show where brands offer previews of what they'll be releasing in coming seasons. This was the winter show, so there was less climbing material overall. But Dave got in a couple of really interesting interviews with shoe designers at both Black Diamond and Scarpa. First, we'll be hearing from his conversation at BD. They were previewing what will be their first four climbing shoes ever. Their designer had some really insightful things to say about launching this whole new product line and the key features of each model. Enjoy. Be able to just introduce yourself and explain okay. to me who yeah, you're, yeah. you know, what your position is at BD and that kind of thing. My name is Casey Jarvis. I'm in charge of product design, the industrial design side at Black Diamond Equipment. I heard, oh, Black Diamond's getting into shoes. And it's like, oh, cool. And then so it starts down this whole, you know, series of questions in my mind, like, what, what do you want out of a shoe line, right? Well, okay, so really... I mean, from a company like this, the biggest reason to be in shoes is it's just, it's something you need. Really, if you think about it, it's the only thing you actually need. Right. Like yeah. You could climb naked and have only shoes and you could still get it done. Um, without shoes, it's a lot harder. Yeah. It, from some perspectives, we feel like we've been in shoes for a long time. Black Diamond used to distribute Scarpa, was a distributor in North America, and helped Scarpa get into the shoe business. And so there's a lot of background, like shoe knowledge in the building. My personal background before, I've been at Black Diamond for almost eight years now, but I was at Nike for six, I'm sorry, Nike for six years before that. And so I have a, a shoe understanding and a knowledge and have wanted us to get into rock shoes. The other thing is, I feel like, and I'm, a, I'm definitely biased because I'm in the design world of Black Diamond, but I feel like we have a way of approaching problems that almost anything we decide to go after, we can bring a unique point of view. To me, if we can't bring a unique point of view, I don't want to bother. You know, my background is in athletic footwear where we're using state-of-the-art materials, construction techniques, you know, knitting, 3D knitting, welding. And my partner, Lynn Wynn, who's, we work together on the shoe program, he's got a long history in like, like the traditional construction of rock shoes. So the two of us together tried to merge those worlds a little bit. So we've got the traditional things that you need and expect from a rock shoe combined with modern materials, modern construction techniques. And that makes these, the, the Momentum series for sure way more comfortable. They breathe better. They don't hurt. And you can wear them all day for longer sessions. You can boulder in them. You, know, you, don't, have to, you don't have to pop them off after every pitch. So I feel like there's been a cultural shift underneath us where there's less willingness to tolerate discomfort in shoes. When I was getting into this, the rule was you find the tightest shoe you can. Yeah. More pain equals more better. And yep. that was kind of the end of it. And that's just not the way the industry rolls these days. It's true. And once you've shoved your foot into a shoe super tight for so long, your feet just get kind of dead. And so it is important for climbers to understand what, what general foot shape they have. Are they high volume? Are they low volume? And find something that fits. 
I remember talking to, uh, we used to work when I was in athletic footwear, we would meet with the top equipment managers and trainers for like the top 10 basketball teams in the country every year and just get their perspective on what was good and bad about shoes. And uh, the head trainer for, I think it was Michigan State, she had tons of experience and did a really good job like customizing shoes for all of her athletes. I was asking some question about a new technical thing. She grabs my arm and says, look, it doesn't matter, all that stuff doesn't matter. Comfort equals performance. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a lot to that. Like for sure, the tiny bit of edging performance over one shoe over another is gonna matter. And then there's certain situations where that stuff matters. But the shoe has to be comfortable. It has to fit your foot. You have to want to wear it. I mean, like you said, you have to put it in the bag to bring to the crag for it to perform at all. Yeah. So you guys decide you're going to get into shoes and you're having a conversation internally about, well, this is how we want to represent our line to the market. Like, these are the kind of areas that we want to cover. Did you? Can you just bring me into that conversation a little bit about how you end up with, you know, you have an aggressive overhanging sports shoe. You've got a performance trad shoe, maybe like a all day, all around shoe. And like, you know, how do you break down into those categories? Yeah, you don't want to be in that conversation because it took like two years and lots of arguing. <laughs> nice. I mean, part of the, the, the good and the bad, the good and the bad of a company like Black Diamond is that everybody's an expert. I mean, tons of people who have climbed their whole life and have very, dist, you know, very one solid point of views and they're all different. Um, so it was a lot of back and forth. Like, you know, this shoe, the shadow, initially we intended this thing to be kind of a bookend and kind of a statement of the softest shoe you would really ever want to make. And knowing that, we thought that this would be more of a, a thing we do for the people climbing super steep bouldering projects in the shade, like aggressive stuff where you want your, your feet to act like gloves. And it turned out that that shoe has appealed to a broader a range of climbers than we thought. Um, so that one intentionally was gonna be kind of pinnacle and at the soft end of the scale. The focus is what we think is gonna be kind of the the bread and butter zone for anyone who's a more experienced climber, indoor or out, sport climbing, more vertical stuff where you need to edge and you're not, you're not, I mean, a lot more weight on your feet, essentially. Um, that's why I was saying when we were, when we were breaking this line down, it was push you, pull shoe, and kind of all around outdoor trad shoe. And then these were more gym focused. So the momentum right. series was more more gym focused. The aspect was more trad and all, you know outdoor all around. Focus is being the push and the shadow being the pull. That's the initial line. When we look at the climbing shoe world, there's so many shoes out there. Even so many. from existing brands have so many, there's tons and tons of models. And a lot of those are legacy models that have lived for a long time. I mean, that's the hard part for us is if you've climbed in the Mira for years and gone through lots of models of the same shoe, your foot likes that shape. And feet do conform over time to different shapes, shoes that you wear all the time, especially if you're a frequent climber. That's really a tough, that's a tough thing to, to compete head on. I don't think we really can. Um, it's tough to say on competitors like what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. I mean, even the best, even the best shoes out there, there's people who just can't use them. Yeah, and, and that's certainly true. And I think that's a really important point, right? And one that I make all the time just because I feel like with 
um, certainly with you know the nature of sponsorship and so forth, people a lot of times maybe beginners, intermediates hang around this notion that like there is a best shoe for them, and and oftentimes I think that the conversation can get so focused on that that it glides entirely over like, well, does the shoe actually fit your foot? You know, it's great that your friend loves the solution or something, but if it doesn't fit you, then it doesn't fit you. And there's enough good shoes out there that you should not feel like you have to be uncomfortable in that shoe. And I think that's part of the reason why you see so many shoes. So the momentum, I have to assume, is an all-day sort of do-it-all shoe as well. Maybe like a toned-down version of the aspect. Yes. That's a product of less asymmetry, less downturn. Or is it something else in the construction well, that's fundamentally different? Both. So the last, actually, between the aspect and the momentum is the same last. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to control shape, but the same, but the, the basic foot volume is going to be the same there. Uh, the aspect has a higher grade of rubber, so it's an upgraded rubber. We, we don't really, we're still working out the terminologies for some of our rubber, but you can essentially say that our momentum series has like our base level rubber, it's high quality, people love it. But then you can upgrade for durability on the aspect and edging. So aspect and focus would have our force rubber. And that's a slightly harder rubber? Slightly harder. So you're a little bit durable, better for tiny edges, you know, tinier edges. And then fuse rubber is on the shadow. And the fuse is, it's, it's also, it's better raw ingredients, higher quality raw ingredients mixed from scratch. I mean, it's really nice rubber, but this is gonna be softer on the shadow. Gotcha. What is, the, what is the fabric actually made out of? Is it a synthetic? I believe we're polyester knit. We're working on a lot of different things. I believe here we're polyester knit inside and outside. But it is a double layer knit that allows you to tweak each individual layer independently if you want. So, for example... That's where that perforation this at the top perforation, comes from. I mean, if you... You're not going to do it here because a bunch of people probably have, but you can breathe through it and feel the kind of airflow. And you wouldn't want this aggressive perforation next to your toes. So on the inside, it can still be smooth. And on the outside, you can allow a little more air to come through. You can also do things like, I can knit in where I want it to be more and less supportive. So if there's areas I want it to stretch a little bit for comfort, and then areas that I want it to fully lock down for performance, I can do both of those things in one material without adding joints, without adding seams and extra complexity. Is that just changing the weave? Yeah, I mean, it gets kind of nerdy and techy, but it's... Let's do it. There's, it's called fusible fibers you can add in, where you add in fibers that when you heat press this fabric will bond the knit together. You can also use different tensions in the knit. You can change the gauge of the thread in the knit. You can go from nylon to poly. Um, there's just different things you can do. And we're, I mean, we're, we're experimenting a lot and we've introduced some of them here and some of them are gonna be in the future. Casey, thanks so much for your time, man. It was really great to talk to you. No, you bet. Happy to do it. All right. So up next is Dave's much more technical interview over at Scarpa. They're releasing updated versions of some of their flagship shoe models, and this interview gets a little more into the weeds, especially for the subtle differences between their performance shoes, which otherwise look very similar. Oh, and if you aren't familiar, they talk about Scarpa's variations in shoe lasts. And the last of a shoe is basically the cast of a foot that shoemakers will construct the shoes around. So the last helps determine the overall shape and volume of the shoe. Anyway, enjoy. 
full of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got nuts in my teeth. <laughs> no, That's good but then. it's okay. We're we're audio. Okay, okay, cool. Oh, okay. oh sorry, then, guys. <laughs> Mind just introducing yourself sure. and letting us know what you do at Scarpa? Yeah, sure. So my name is Mark Busby. Uh, I'm the climbing category manager at Scarpa North America. Maybe we can zoom back out in a minute, but we'll cut right to it. What do you guys have coming out this year that you're showing at the show? So uh, new stuff uh, in our specialized performance line. We've got the Furia S um, at one side, and on the other side, we've got the Margo. Okay. And then the, the Furia S is, is different, yes, and you guys have the Furia currently. Yeah, that's right. So the, um, the Furia S is kind of uh, the next evolution, if you like. Um, the original Furia had two uh, Velcro straps uh, over the front. And uh, on this, we've actually got this kind of this big uh, like Z-shaped uh, narrow strap um, that pulls the front up and over. So it means that uh, the removal of that uh, means that we can move the, the strap from the original Furia means that we can pull the rubber up and over further, so it's better for clamping. Um, what, we've also, much more like coverage for tow yeah, hooks. Exactly, yeah. And um, we've found that the way that this is kind of um, is attached, it kind of means it's more secure. So not only that you've got more uh, rubber, but the way that the the upper is kind of pulled back over your foot is more secure than uh, sort of other closures that might be out there. And the other big difference is um, Heinz's active randing in the old Furia. Um, used to kind of stop um, just just sort of as the heel cup started, and that's like a stripe of rubber that runs along the entire length of the shoe to the yeah, heel. Yeah, the active randing is something that is uh, proprietary to Scarpa. Um, the way I always kind of describe it is, if you were to take a, a theraband or something like that and put uh, glue on it, stretch it out, put it into the fabric of the shoe, and then uh, as you make the shoe, you kind of pre-tension it and cut it to shape, and the kind of the elasticity of that theraband is is like built into the shoe. Um, and then when you kind of like you finish the shoe, you've kind of pre-charged it with energy that either makes the shoe more punchy or it releases, is, releases energy and support over a longer time period. So the shoe becomes more comfortable. Um, and we, we cut that kind of that rubber into different shapes so that the, 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 the shoe is um, pulled onto your foot um, and supported in different ways, depending on what the, um, what the point of the shoe was. So do you, speaking of the point of the shoe, do you imagine this version of the Fury of the Fury S being in a very similar vein to the original and you're just kind of tweaking it or do you feel like this makes a substantive difference in performance? Uh, I think what we're going to see is this, because this, uh, the, the end user is still going to be the same person, a high level climber that wants that sensitivity and that performance, you know, kind of a, a competition kind of person or someone that's trying hard on a really hard sport route or boulder problem. Um, typically overhanging. Typically and... overhanging, yeah. It's, it's part, as I say, spe- part of our specialized performance line. Super so aggressive. That, so sure. that, well, the heel to toe profile is uh, pretty much uh, downturned and then the footprint is uh, quite um, aggressively asymmetric. Um, and, and like I was starting to say, this this uh, active randing actually runs from the forefoot and connects through into the um, integrated heel cup out at the back. So it means that the front and the back of the shoe are connected way more than they were in the in the original oh, okay. Furia. So that's like maybe resists some like torsional it's, Yeah, movement. exactly. It's, it gives sort of a bit more stability, a bit more support. Um, and the other thing is on the uh, Instinct family, um, we've got one of the best heels um, out there. And that, that heel cup shape is kind of... Uh, basically applied into this new Furia in a sort of um, in a slightly wider way than the old Furia was so it's it's uh, it's definitely a really cool uh, addition to the line and if you could see it yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. you'd see how sexy it looks it's, that's true it's, it's pretty good it's um is this so is the Furia and the new Furia the same last as the instinct or is it an entirely different, different shape different uh different last so um what we tend to find is that everything in the uh the specialized performance line um they tend their last shapes tend to be 
more downturns, more asymmetric. Things in the vapor, fam vapor family and the instinct family, uh, they tend to be uh, slightly more uh, curved rather than aggressively uh, downturned and slightly uh, less sort of uh, aggressive in the heel-to-toe profile. So yeah. slightly different. Is it is this? Would you say last similar to the Drago or Chimera? Yeah, yeah it's that. It's, it's that kind of that family. Um, are those lasts across those three shoes literally the same, or are they actually different? Uh, I think when you've got um, people get hung up on the idea of lasts, uh, in my opinion. It's, yeah, and, and it's that, a great and, starting and that, point. And that's, I guess. that's a starting point. But when you consider um, the amount of tension that we apply into our active rounding. You know, what's the coverage of the shoe in rubber? Is it a lace? Is it, you know, a Velcro? Is it synthetic? Um, you know, what's the, you know, what's the profile of the toe? The last is just one of those components. So yeah, sure. even, you know, you could actually have two lasts that were the same, but tweak those other variables and make it a very different shoe. Definitely. So It, it uh, is helpful for like, I guess, conveying things like volume though. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're absolutely right. So, I mean, the shoe, the three shoes um, are very, very similar. Um, but it's it's uh, it's a combination of those things, not all those things, not just the the, the actual last shape. Okay. I think we've got something like 20, 22 or twenty three different lasts in our line. Um, all our men's and women's shoes are on different lasts. Um, you know, we there's a lot of different fits, and it actually makes me chuckle when um, people say, you know, oh, I fit all the Scarpa shoes, or by the same token, Scarpa shoes don't fit me. Yeah. There's pretty much going to be something in here that is going to fit you and do what you want because the line now is is pretty big and it's it's uh, it's pretty comprehensive. So because you guys do have such a large line of shoes, if we're looking at the most aggressive shoes, right, yep. you've got the Furia, the Chimera, and the Drago. Yep. How would you briefly navigate somebody through those shoes and say, well, yeah, these are all really aggressive, they're really downturned, they have a high degree of asymmetry. Why would you tell somebody to get the Drago instead of the Chimera or the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good question. I mean, so I suppose um, within that, I just kind of take, almost take a step back. Within that line of specialized performance, we've got this kind of continuum through from uh, very, very soft, subtle, smeary shoes that can kind of paste on walls um, right through, you know, so that's kind of like your Dragos, your Chimeras, uh, your Furrier S's, right through to shoes like the Boostick or the Numago, which are just incredible sort of diamond shoes. Um, and they've got, you know, a, a, an incredible ability to stand on practically front point. Yeah. So, um, so it's kind of a continuum. And, uh, you know, the shoes are on this end. Um, we can see that, you know, in the, I suppose the starting shoe really is something like the Drago. Um, so the, the active rounding that's in here is uh, just in the midfoot. Um, it's, so that doesn't extend under the toe or the heel? It doesn't go as far as, as what we saw with the Furia. Uh, and if you like, the Furia is kind of an evolution of, you know, of this shoe. Um, the idea and the concept and this rapid, this, this is really hard to do. I mean, it was the first shoe in North America to um, break $200. Um, it's really, you know, when you watch, watch the guys build this in the factory, you know, you can see just how, um, how difficult it is to kind of pull this tension, you know, um, the, the, the round on the top and the, the active rounding in the sole. Um, just a little bit more for every half size that you kind of go to. So um, that, that's one subtle thing, but kind of bringing that active rounding up around to the back is something that's kind of changed here. As I said before, the way the closure's changed, this might suit, suit a, the Drago might suit a broader foot, um, 
uh, this with the uh, the Furrier S or, or the uh, or the uh, or the Chimera, um, you know, with that with that lacing, it, it allows you to just kind of cinch the shoe in a bit more. So maybe that's something that if you've got, you know, you want this style of shoe, but you've got a narrower foot. Maybe you you know you're you find the Drago a bit sort of open at the front. So something like the Furrier S closure or the or the Chimera closure is going to be incredibly um, good to kind of cinch down on your foot. Um, there's actually uh, what we call a, a TPS um, insert. Um, so in terms of stiffness and support, there's a bit more in that Chimera in the in the in the toe, and uh, in the heel cup. If you kind of feel um, the support running round and back up in the heel cup, the uh, there's more um, of this insert that runs round, and it's a more supportive heel. And you can kind of feel um, that there's. Uh, support there. I don't know how you want to describe that to your listeners. Kind of yeah. that, that way. Sure. And if you compare that oh, yeah. to to something like you know that, you can right. see that it's kind of actually quite quite a bit more supportive. So yeah. again, it's the, the the whole thing with the specialized performance part of the line is you know one high level climber is going to have three or four of these shoes in their quiver because they they're trying something absolutely their limits and they want everything going their way. So they might find that the heel on this shoe or the the support on that shoe really gives them the edge and allows them to, to send their project. I mean, I feel like increasingly, even at the high levels, you'll see people wearing one shoe on their left foot and a different shoe on their right foot. I mean, yeah. that's like, you know, you can take that, you can drill down pretty far. In oh, absolutely. Completely agree. And, you know, it's, it's uh, people go to incredible lengths to send the things that are really hard for them. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to enable people to, you know, enjoy climbing at their limits, really. So here's the instinct, right? You've got this instinct VSR, which yeah. looks very, very much similar. the same, yep. except it's blue instead of orange. What's yep. the deal there? Uh, we like blue. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the, the the main difference really is um, is to do with the uh, the rubber on the outsole. Um, they're, they're actually both uh, made on the same last. The uh, the four foot rubber on the uh, on the Instinct VS is um, um, that's the orange one. The, yeah, sorry, that's the orange one. Is XS Edge uh, on the heel? It is XS Grip Two. Uh, on the blue one, which is the Instinct VS, um, we've got um, XS Grip 2 on the heel and XS Grip 2 on the uh, on the forefoot. Okay, so, so the VSR is Grip 2 rubber throughout. everywhere. Yeah, exactly, and what we find is that kind of makes the shoe feel more more supple, more more kind of soft, um, and um, it, it kind of suits maybe a lighter weight climber. If you're a big guy um, or a big girl, you might find this deforms a bit too much, so you go into the into the VS. Uh, if you're a lighter climber. Um, or you kind of you really appreciate that kind of that softer feel. You might kind of prefer the VSR. Um, the grip is a slightly softer rubber, maybe better for. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm really pleased you said grip because actually, uh, I mean Vibram makes um, XS grip, and it makes Vibram also makes XS grip too, um, and they're very different compounds. And that's one of the things that you know the XS grip too is definitely a better performing compound uh, than the XS grip. Um, and it's it's a it's stickier. Um, there's only a few brands that are allowed to have that on it. And so, you know, when we're comparing up, when, when we compare what else is in the market, there's not that many brands that use that kind of that, that excess grip too. A lot of brands use excess grip, but it's a different you know it's a different story with that. So, the excess grip too is definitely, in my mind, uh, the premium rubber that that uh, that that Scarpa uses. Um, you know, from Vibram. And then the edge is is just slightly harder. Slightly maybe. harder, yeah. And and you know if you're a, if you're in a standard uh, smaller edges, it's that's kind of what you'll see on the the Margo, the Boostic, those kind of shoes. If you want to be um, on, a, uh, if you're a bigger person, um, it'll kind of act more like that, uh, more like the you know more like the, it'll deform 
as the excess grip yeah. too might for a smaller person. Sure. So. Yeah. Cool. So. Okay. I was just in a conversation with the folks over at BD, and I was I was mentioning to them that when I first got into climbing, it was like a long, long time ago, and I felt like there was this culture of just get your foot into the smallest yeah. possible shoe you can, and that's it. And yeah. if it hurts a ton, that's okay. That's the yeah. way it's supposed to be. And it doesn't seem like the culture is behind that idea anymore. And shoes are made with performance and comfort in mind. And so I feel like modern shoe designers have kind of taken the stance of like, well, we can actually have it both ways through better design, right? And so I wonder if, do you feel, is there an upward pressure to open up larger sizes as people are feeling less and less inclined to like cram their feet into small shoes? Yeah, well, I think there's a, a bunch of different things to answer on that. Um, I mean, I've been climbing, I don't know, like 25, 26 years. And I remember having a pair of shoes and, you know, using a power bar wrapper and slipping my foot into like the tiniest shoe and thinking that was going to do the trick. But bear in mind at that point, the only, the only, the only your foot and the kind of the way it was crammed into the shoe, that's kind of how you created that kind of that, that fit. And that most of the shoes at that point used a very basic kind of slingshot rand. Actually, a lot of brands still only use a slingshot rand. So it's kind of, um, the slingshot rand really just kind of runs around back of the Achilles heel, takes your foot and throws it to the front of the shoe. And it's a really inelegant way of, of getting performance. What, what Heinz and Davide have done is they've developed this idea of, uh, of active branding. And like I said you know, earlier in the interview, there's um, you know, a, different, a ton of different shapes of, of this active branding that we use. They all take the shoe and put it up and back onto your foot. So you're absolutely right. Shoes have evolved. Um, we're now able to make shoes that are high performance that don't, don't have to kind of kill your feet. And actually, um, you know, if you go into th something like a Furrier S, um, or a Drago or a Chimera, and you, you just cram your foot in as tightly as you can, you're actually gonna get worse performance out of it. It's not designed to be, to be worn and climbed in that way. And people oftentimes, I feel like they, they find themselves like poking through or wearing out the stitching in the front of the shoe if they're like sized way too tight. It's like, you that, shouldn't be doing that. That's, that's exactly it. I mean, in order to get this coverage up here, um, you know, we have to use a, sorry, so I've, I've got the, uh, the new Furia S in my hand. Um, and, you know, if, when you get this and you can feel it's just like, you've got these beautiful kind of shapes and these curves and these lines to it. In order to build that into the shoe, we have to use a, you know, a fairly thin uh, rubber uh, to kind of get the right shape and fit. Um, and, you know, if you, if you went down a bunch of sizes in this shoe, everything that you just said would happen, your toe would kind of bulge out, the, the upper would kind of poke out over the, over the, over the sole, and you get wear points. Um, and really that's like a, let's say a user error. Um, the shoe is, is more advanced, the shoes now are more advanced than they were, I don't know, 10, five, 10 years ago. And so um, there's a lot of kind of, whole, you know, the, the, the structure of the shoe, the, the active branding, um, it does a lot of that work that you used to have to kind of achieve by putting your foot into a smaller shoe. You don't want to do it in these shoes. Yeah. Um, it's actually bad for the shoes. It's not great for your feet. Cool. Thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. I really pleasure. appreciate it. Yes, yeah, great. Okay. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to All Things Climbing. Tell your friends at the gym about it. Get All Things Climbing tattooed on your neck, whatever you want. We'll see you next week.